good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Uh, today, in the middle of quarantine, is episode number 38, A Dual Threat, the Michael Vick of uh, a pen and a napkin here, head football coach and head girls basketball coach at Oakland Craig High School, Joe Anderson, uh, coming on the podcast here today. Uh, but before we get going with Coach Anderson and discussing with him his highly successful programs uh, there at Oakland Craig, uh, we want to thank our sponsor for uh, a pen and a napkin, Cossack Chiropractic, which is located at 14450 Eagle Run Drive, which is just off of 144th and Maple here in Omaha. Coaches, if you have an athlete who is struggling with balance, neck, or spinal issues, have them go see Cossack Chiropractic. You can give them a call at 402-964-0300. Or check out their practice at cosackchiro.com. That's K-O-S-A-K-C-H-I-R-O.com. Just be sure to let them know that a pen and a napkin sent you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. Uh, we try to put out daily coaching tidbits there on a pen and a napkin, so be sure to follow us there. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, be sure to download, rate, review this podcast five stars so that we can get the word out and gain momentum. Uh, the whole purpose of a pen and a napkin is to help coaches hone their craft and make themselves better coaches. And then, of course, if you have any uh, questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, feel free to email us at the pod, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coach Anderson, how are things for you today? Uh, we're taping this on a Thursday afternoon, but uh, to keep both you and I out of trouble on Mother's Day. I usually do these on Sundays, but I like being married, and I thought I would avoid doing a podcast on Mother's Day, and we'd do this on a Thursday. So so how are you doing today, Coach? Hey, good. Uh, that's probably a good idea for me, too. But uh, uh, it's been good. Um, trying to balance. Um, teach a little math this morning. Um, got a little fishing in with my son this morning as well. So I'm um, trying to balance some of the schoolwork and, uh, and some of the family time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, are you, uh, how, mu- how much longer are you guys going with school? Um, I think our, our last day is May 15th, so yeah. I, I think our grades, will, our grades will have to be in shortly after that and then check in the following week, but uh, I think everything has to be wrapped up May 15th. Yeah, that's, that, I think that seems to be kind of the universal date is where a lot of people are going with it is, is May 15th, and and uh, you know, how have you been able to manage, you know, kind of a curious question that I've had for quite a few people that have come on since the whole quarantine situation started you know how have you been able to to manage your programs and and communicate with your kids have you been able to send out much stuff have you know what have you been able to do yeah um you know when i first you know we took the first break you know which was right after state basketball um we really didn't know you know what what was this going to consist of was this going to be a two-week break a four-week break or or what um so you know the first first few weeks you know we just told our kids to take a break um you know, my boys and girls, you know, the boys sat there, they went, went right from football to basketball and really had no break. You mm-hmm. know, they had four they had four practices before the first game. Um, so they really they got no break. And then, you know, so now they finally had a chance to, you know, they went all the way to a district final in boys basketball. And um, just, I, I said, this is the time to take a, take a deep breath and, um, take two or three weeks off. You know, normally they'd be doing track. You know, majority of our kids all do track uh, or, or golf. Uh, but uh, I told them, you know, get your bodies healthy. 
um, get your mind ready and get ready to go, you know, once we hit the off season. And, you know, kind of told the girls the same thing, you know, you know, we played till into March and just like, you know, you stay in shape, you know, stay, you know, stay active. Um, but uh, here's a chance, you know, that you normally don't get to give your body this kind of break, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they especially in a, in, a, in a school our size where uh, we really encourage multi-sport athletes, you know, and I know, I know a lot of schools do, and, uh, but especially in class C schools, you know, our, our coaches all are kind of on the same, same page. We share athletes. And I think it's really important that, uh, um, that the coaches communicate that and support each other uh, and uh, knowing that we have to share the same kids um, all year long. So uh, we do a great job of that here. Uh, our staff does. And, and so, so, so for the most part, you know, I think about a week, about three weeks ago, I did send some workouts home for them to start doing um, through email and they've been doing that. And, and hopefully, hopefully in June, maybe we get back to see them again. Yep. Yeah, that that that'd be ideal. You know, we just got to wait on the people that are way smarter than the math teacher and the history teacher to tell us what to do here. You know, so that's right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, coach, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, uh, you're you're an Oakland Craig guy, uh, and and now you're at back at your alma mater. But you know, how did that journey? How did that journey all happen there? And, and just kind of let folks know about about uh, Joe Anderson, the the, the person, and, and your journey here through life that has gotten you to this point. Yeah, I was a '96 graduate um, of Oak Craig. Um, had had a great experience here. Um, had a lot of success. You know, we were state champions in football my senior year. Um, we had a lot of success in basketball as well. Um, you know, but uh, I, I love basketball, but uh, football took me up. Uh, University of South Dakota. Um, I played uh, played football up there at, at the USD. Um, so I spent five years there playing, um, and then you know played for three different coaching staffs. Um, you know, three different head coaches. So I got to experience uh, a lot of different styles of coaching. Uh, got to learn a lot from a lot of different people. You know, and there you know we had one guy that kind of moved on, moved up. The other guy took over. You know, he was fired, and we got another another coach in there. So, um, like I said, I got to got to learn from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see coaching styles that I really enjoyed and really modeled some of my um, stuff after. And then, the, <laughs> you know, obviously got to work with some people that you know I don't want to be that guy. So, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, from there, I. Uh, hey, I real, real, real quick on that. I uh, sorry, I don't. But this this popped into my head here. How important is it? to know we always emphasize what to do but how important is it to go through lessons of what not to do yeah i mean i I learned a lot of that from experience um you know um just seeing how kids react to some you know negativity um and i really modeled you know i you know my coaching philosophy and i to make sure my staff is on board with this but uh we're we're a really positive um, and, you know, I know he, he's here, Coach Frost, talk a lot about that, you know, in the last couple of years as he's taken over uh, about his staff and, and how they're real positive with the group. But uh, uh, we're not big yellers or screeners, you know. Um, we encourage, we, we coach them up and, you know, and correct them when they're wrong, you know. And I said, I, I tell the kids, the only time I'm really going to get upset is if I'm getting lack of effort. And if, if you're going out and giving your best effort, you know, I'll correct you if you're doing things incorrectly. Uh, but, you know, we're not out here to beat you down. 
we're in this for a long haul. We're going to spend three, four months together here, and uh, we want to have some fun. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to make it. We try to make this uh, a, a great experience for the kids, uh, but they also understand that uh, um, you know you're not going to get the get the re- all the rewards without hard work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think those are great points there. I think those are great points. So I'm sorry I interrupted the uh, the, the story here, but uh, I, yeah, I wanted to get that in there real quick while it popped into my head and while we were on topic there. So uh, you get done at USD, and by the way, I got my master's at USD, so I, I spent a little time in Vermilion as well. So, uh, so you were a coyote for a while, too. Uh, I, I, got, I got a little coyote blood in me, yes, yes. All right. So... <laughs> But uh, after, after that, uh, I took my first uh, job as a sixth grade teacher in Plainview. Uh, um, it was a class C2 school. Um, and I, I think my first year, I was assistant football and assistant boys basketball coach. Um, shortly after that, I think my second year, they asked me to take over um, uh, take over the head football um, position at the school. So at that time, I kind of relinquished my basketball. You know, being a 23-year-old, 24-year-old guy, I really didn't want to put too much on my plate, you know, mm-hmm. doing both sports. So um, I, I spent a lot of time in that, um, kind of became a football guy, you know. Um, as a young coach, just trying to learn and steal and uh, went to a lot of clinics. And, uh, and you know, being up in northeast Nebraska, you know, in the football world, um, I learned a lot. There's just so many great coaches up there, you know, that you can steal stuff from, talk to, um, that, you know, you, you learn from them because you get your head beaten in by them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the week before, but uh, you know, we had a couple of rough years um, to start with. We just didn't have very many kids out. We are playing C1 football, but uh, got things turned around. and won a state title in 2005, um, Class C2 state title there. Um Anyways, kind of had a good run, kind of kept things going, but uh, in 2009, would have been summer of 2009, my wife, who is actually, is also an Open Craig um, um, graduate, she's a, she's a, she's from Craig, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she, uh, so we, two jobs came open, you know, she's a special ed teacher, and I was a middle, was a middle school math position, happened to came open at the same time, so um, I called up Mr. Gresher. Um, Rusty Crusher, who's actually just retiring this year as our as our high school principal, he's just finished up his last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, also been my also been my one of my defensive coaches, offensive line coaches. They made back here, but uh, um, but uh, he, he offered us both jobs back here, and uh, you know it's one of those where he he was the head football coach, kind of took over for a few years, and um, he said that he was going to do it one more year, so I was able to to step in and be the head football coach after helping him for a year. Um, I also, at the same time, they needed an assistant girls basketball coach. And um, so I helped there. And that was kind of a crazy deal where we had a head coach for one year. Um, then he resigned. Then they gave it to another guy. He did it for one year. Kind of had some health problems. So he resigned. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, uh, Merritt Nelson, uh, who was our AD at the time. He was a he was a longtime girls basketball coach. Uh, kind of before that, he probably did it for about ten years before that um, for these two guys. But uh, he was just kind of concentrating on AD and helping out with football and things. But uh, we really didn't have anybody else that was you know as kind of the time of the year. And he took he took the job back for a couple of years, 
And all set and good, he's got some kids coming up, some really talented kids. So he'll be doing this for a long time, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, kind of, I'll kind of be his right-hand man and, you know, learn the game, you know, because I had been, you know, I'd kind of been out of basketball for a while. You know, yeah. I you know, enjoyed watching it, and I watched it a lot, but I just hadn't, you know, dove into the coaching a bunch. So, but anyways, he did that for two years, and then in July, I think of, uh, of I think it was July, I can't remember what year, but uh um, he got a he got a job offer that he really couldn't refuse. Um, so and kind of move up and at Midland University. So, um, but uh, so he kind of asked me to take over. Really didn't have any other options. I don't know if they would offer me or not. But <laughs> that, that, and, you know, in the July, it's not there's not a whole lot of options. I know the girls really wanted to do it, and so I volunteered uh, to do that. And I just I knew being head football and head girls basketball was um, was going to be a really really uh, a chore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've been really fortunate. I've had a bunch of great girls to work with, and so I've been doing both ever since. Yeah. What's been kind of the the biggest challenges to be in? Because you don't, you know, uh, you know, like uh, the guy in Greece that's the head football, head soccer, or not not in Greece, but you know, baseball. You know, he's coaching everything, uh, trying to get John Travolta to do everything. You know, but you know, you're kind of a rare breed where you're a head coach in in multiple sports uh even at a smaller school uh what are some challenges that that you know come up as as you're as you're working your way through that it's just time um trying to be fair to both groups you know um where i've probably noticed the most was like you know and during football season you know, i get done and then all winter i'd at clinic you know i'd go to clinics and you know football clinics and um, St. Louis or Kansas City or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. take a step. And now it's like, well, now it's basketball season until March, you know, and that's what most of those, most of those things are. So, um, you know, I've had to do a lot more stuff online. I've joined some organizations and things online and, and watch a lot of those things there. And, you know, you just got to find balance. You, you don't want to cheat the girls uh, and you don't want to cheat the boys out of, out of your time and your commitment. So, um, it's it's been uh, it, it's been a challenge. Uh, this year was probably the most challenging, mm-hmm. um, just uh, just with the overlap mm-hmm. uh, of the um, you know we we with football going until Thanksgiving basically, and so we had to do girls basketball in the morning at uh, at six a.m. and then do football afterwards. So you know, and, and you still want to be fair to your family too. You know, yep. you got to find that balance and. and Make sure you're, you know, doing, you know, you know, doing the things with your kids and and your wife and and uh, spending time with them as well. So it's just it's it was it was tough finding that balance. Mm-hmm. When when you got to the moratorium this year, the the hol- the, the Christmas moratorium, did you just like curl up in a ball for like thirty six hours and just sleep the entire time? Yeah, I remember Coach Coach Kaczynski is uh, is. Uh, coordinator of football and basketball, I remember telling him, I said, I have never, ever looked so much, so forward to a uh, Christmas moratorium in my life. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's, you know and it, 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 the part was, was uh, you know, when we did that, we did the week and a half where we did two a days, you know, him and I both, along with Coach Eisenminger, who also helps us. Um, we did girls basketball practice at 6 a.m., you know, until 7.30, and then boys or then we did football from four to six after school and you know that, that wasn't the terrible part the, the bad part was getting home at seven seven thirty 
watching all the practice film for football, you uh-huh. know, getting ready, and then making a practice plan for football the next day, which takes about an hour, hour and a half, and then making a practice plan for girls' basketball, which starts, you know, about five hours. <laughs> yeah. So, so just, just the preparation, you know, during that week and a half was was really challenging, but uh, I was really fortunate to have great help too. You know, like I said, Coach Gus was in that with me doing boats, and then um, uh, Dane Eisenminger, um, who, who was my assistant, he was he was he helped Coach Diverti at Stewart for a few years, and um, he's he, he's brought a lot of good things to do. So um, we, we we have a good staff, and uh, and we also have Chris Johnson, who's our physical therapist um, downtown, who was a good basketball player. He played at Dana, um, so we have a lot of a lot of great ideas that we bounce bounce ideas off each other, and it's it, it's been a lot of fun. What uh, what are some things that that maybe you know your your major background is in football, and and that's you know you know you're you're very much known for that and the success you've had there. But but what were uh, maybe some concepts, or what are some concepts that you learned from football that that helped you out? with with being a head coach in a different sport and maybe what are some things that you've learned uh coaching basketball and especially girls basketball that maybe you never thought of before as a football coach that has helped made you into a better football coach you know i, I would say toughness you know I, and i've learned that girls can be tough and uh um, if people watch us play i would say that our girls physically play physical, um, you know, our style that we play um, fits right into kind of that football mentality. Um, I, you know, I, our girls, I guess I would say, I don't change the way I coach, put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come when I leave the football field to the girls, and everybody's, oh, you got to shift gears. Now, now you got to go coach girls. You know, I, I don't coach them any different. You know, like I said before, uh, we're a positive group of guys, but um, we want to play tough. We want to be the toughest, most physical team on the football field. And we have to play that way on the basketball court as well. You know, we've never, one thing we've really been lacking probably the, over the last seven years since I've taken over was we don't have a lot of sides. Mm-hmm. And this year we did have a little bit to, you know, we had one post in there that was about six long. But other than that, for a while, we were we were five six, five seven across the board at the most, you know, on most of our teams. And I said, girls, we're going to have to, <laughs> you know, you're guarding Division One posts in there sometimes, and we're guarding the big girls. We're just going to have to play nasty. We're going to have to play tough, and we're going to have to scrap, and we're going to have to fight, you know, just like these guys are doing on the football field. And, and uh, so I've just kind of always coached them like that, and it's in our our full court man to man style kind of just fits. Right with that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a loose ball. There's a loose ball. It's ours. You know, that, that's kind of the mentality that we preach. And and if you watch us play, we're, we're a bunch of we're a bunch of scrappy little girls out there playing. Well, that's. I mean, you know, I, I got to. I went down and watched your Norris game down at Creighton uh, this year, and I was really impressed with, like you said, the toughness of your kids and and the mentality that they played the game with. You know, and and and. They, you know, for those of you that haven't seen these kids play, I can verify, I can vouch for you that 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 is definitely the the way that your kids come out. You know, they play they play with a real chip on their shoulder. They play with a toughness, and to play the style that you play, uh, 
it's it's not something that comes naturally. It it has to be taught, in my opinion. That that this is what we're going to do, and you don't have to be like you said, coach. You don't have to be yeller, kicker, screamer about it or anything. But this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And if you don't want to come along for the ride, that's fine. But if you're going to be here, this is how we're going to do it. Is that kind of part of the mentality that you try to preach with your girls? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is. And I think it, you can, the earlier you can start that mentality, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, we really, um, our youth coaches have done an outstanding job with that. You know, if you look at the kind of the groups that have come through, um, Merritt Nelson, like who I mentioned before, was a girls basketball coach. He's coached a lot of these girls in club. Um, uh, right now, Coach Kaczynski actually has a daughter in, down there that is in sixth grade. And if you watch them play, you know, and watch these groups play from in the past. If, the, if there's a girl that holds the ball out, we're going to go take it from them. You know, mm-hmm. you see, I know, I know sometimes fourth grade basketball is the, is, you know, the game of jump balls. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't just say, you know, we start from second, third grade. We're every one of our, every one of our, uh, club, no matter what, is going to play man to man defense. And, you know, we teach that throughout, and we're going to play scrappy, and, and we're going to go get the ball. That ball's ours. And, uh, you know, it just kind of starts there, you know. And, mm-hmm. and each year we just kind of build off that. And when they get into junior high and get into high school, that uh, um, a lot of that's already kind of in their mind that, hey, you know, I'm going to be I'm gonna be the aggressive one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to go attack the basket, and I'm, you know, on both ends of the floor. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and I love that mentality, you know, bringing that out on the floor. That's the way you have to play the game if you want to have success. So speaking of success, uh, how, how special has it been to not only have success, but to, to come back to your alma mater where you grew up and, and where your wife grew up and, and, and have, uh, the success that you've had. I mean, it's, it's special anywhere, but to especially have it where you, uh, where you, where your roots are from, uh, what's, what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, it, it's really been great. Um, the communities of Oakland and Craig are, are just so supportive, you know, and, um, you know, somebody asked me that question the other day about, you know, we was able to win the state title in Plainview, which again, another community that was very supportive and I enjoyed my time there. And that was pretty special. I wasn't, wasn't very old at the time, but, uh, but coming back and, and the winning one, uh, you know, in your hometown, there, there is something to that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you kind of walk, walk, the walk the aisles, all the trophies and, and things and knowing that you help put one up there. And, and, uh, it's like I said, the, the town is so supportive. Um, you know, you can make, you can, uh, um, these kids are just, um, they come to the weight room and nonstop, you know, mm-hmm. they're, One of the things, you know, um, on the basketball side of things is you guys have had a really, really good run. Um, I, I think you had, you know, three state tournaments um, in the last six years. Again, you're the math guy. I'm the history guy. Uh, am I right with that? Yep. yep. Okay, right. okay. All right. Good. Three and five. Yeah. Yep. So 15, 18, and 19. Yep. Okay. And uh, you've had to 
you know, with that success though, you've had to persevere some 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 tough setbacks. You've had a couple of really what I would call catastrophic injuries to a couple of really really important players uh, to your program, and yet you've still uh, been able to achieve really really good things. Um, you know what's what's the mentality with that? How have you guys been able to overcome that? Where other programs may not, and I'm not talking about good players. I'm you know all staters and and pushing super stater in the case of like a Daisy Nelson. Um, you know how how'd you guys how'd you work through that? How'd you coach the kids through it? What was the process of 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 going through those those big time injuries? Yeah, it was you know first of all you know this group coming you know like 2015 was the first year we made state, and that was the first time in school history. Um, and you know that was a uh, back when we wild carded the state. You yep. know, we'd lost to West Point CC, and so we were sitting at home at my house and had my whole girl, and we had to have two games go our way. And the last one was down to Ravenna and um, Hemingford, I think. <laughs> and, and the game went. I, I think that Ravenna had two or three shots to win it in regulation and every time the girls would just cringe and and uh it ended up going to overtime and you know it ended up working out for us was this and, on the radio you were listening to it or yeah we, were, okay. we, we, we had we had them on my computer on the radio and my and i still got videos from that day mm-hmm. um i'll never forget you know it's it's uh and then when i got you know the girls were outside jumping up and down they went to ring the bell and you know i've never done school history and all I could think to myself was, I hope I did the bathroom. <laughs> You're the math teacher. If you didn't, you know. I know. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, that really kind of uh, uh, kind of got things rolling. Um, you know, that was that would have been, you know, we had a couple, we had a really good senior class, Brendan Bailey, Charlene, and um, Olivia Birch and Emma Reiner. We have some, you know, Emma Reiner. We have some four good seniors that put a lot of time in. It was a mixture of some of solid junior sophomores, and you know, um, that would have been Daisy Nelson and her classmates freshman year. So mm-hmm. um, that really kind of like, okay, this is this is this is a, this is something we want to do. Um, we went down there to the tournament and, and put up a good showing. You know, Hastings was kind of a heavy favorite. Um, and we, uh, you know, took them to the wire, you know, mm-hmm. we just got beat by a really good player. <laughs> yeah. A farmer girl. Yeah. Farmer yeah. Girl's a really good player right here. And, uh, uh, you know, we, once, once they got a six point lead delayed, uh, it was tough to get the ball from them. But, uh, um, you know, and so we were really building there and the next year, um, it was, it was a tough year. We lost a lot of seniors. Um, Kennedy came in as a freshman and, uh, um, I don't think we had anybody on our team taller than five six. That was you know, I was kind of talking about before, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I think we played Ponca in the, in the district finals, and it was, you know, game we probably weren't supposed to win. I think they had maybe two losses, and we had another eight. And we were up three with like five or six seconds left, you know, and they had an unbelievable shot to send in overtime and ended up beating us. And mm-hmm. that was that was just a really really crushing blow, and but. You know, we knew we had a great group coming back. And, uh, you know, in the next year, you know, I remember getting a phone call in the summer, you know, where, where uh, Daisy tells me that uh, she probably tore her ACL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the next year was kind of the year we thought, like, wow, we could be, you know, this is something, you know, we've got a great crew coming. 
credit our girls. Um, when you lose somebody like that, that's going to go out and get you 20 points, 25 points a game to lose somebody like that. But uh, uh, we sat down as a group and talked about this and, and just talked about how much talent is in this room. And, um, you know, they, they've seen what it takes, you know, and, and credit Daisy. She was a great leader during this time. Um, you know, she was somebody that had an unbelievable work ethic. She lived in the gym. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think there was a mattress in some, you know, janitor's closet she probably slept in. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I really credit her for, you know, for kind of setting the standard um, of, you know, the other girls were able to see what it takes to become a player like that. Um, and uh, so we really sat down as a group and talked about we have, we still have, you know, we have Kennedy and we have some of the girls that, uh, have a lot of ability and so the next year started and we were I think we started out 12 and 0 or 13 and 1 or something like that and then and then Kennedy goes down with her 20 CL she, you know, she was averaging 21 points a game and so you know all of a sudden I wasn't very smart anymore <laughs> <laughs> and so when I had I had 45 points a game sitting next to me on the bench um, and I don't know if we had be won one more game the rest of the year. You know, mm-hmm. that was really, really tough. I think we ended up in about 500 that year. And so that was, that, that, that was, that was kind of a tough year. And, you know, and then we kind of come back the next year. It's just like, um, look like, Hey, we got everybody. Here we go. You know, it's going to be a great, um, great season. And, and I think the day before we played Fort Calhoun in the Jamboree game, um, Kennedy goes down and tweaks her meniscus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and then she's out for oh, I think till half the season. She missed half the season. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those like, man, we cannot, this cannot put it together. You know, mm-hmm. we can't get everybody at the same time. But um, same thing with Daisy Kennedy was just an outstanding leader. Um, you know, even when she was um, both of those two girls, you know, I can't say enough about you know the time that they put in their program and the adversity that both of those two had to overcome. Um, they they were just great leaders when when they were sitting next to us. You know, totally encouraged. They stayed in the game. Um, they helped the younger players along. And um, so when Kennedy finally came back, um, middle of the, middle of her junior year, that's kind of we kind of kind of got going a little bit. And, uh, and they were playing playing really good basketball. Made a run to the state tournament and. Had a, had a barn burner with Hastings State Sicilian overtime, and you know they were they were the big time favorite. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, as most people remember, Daisy getting you know a crazy shot to um, send that baby into overtime. You know, buzzer, and, and we just just couldn't quite finish it off. But uh, um, it's you know what those two girls have given us is you know what they've done for our program is just showing all these showing all of our underclassmen and our elementary kids. On what it takes to to compete at a level like this, mm-hmm. it's they. It, it just doesn't happen by accident that you're an all stater. Oh. The time they put in and the hours they spend in the gym shooting, and you know hours they spend driving to you know go competing you know club teams, and um, the commitment's unbelievable. And but but uh, it was just so I was just so glad for us to get the state tournament these last couple of years. Um, just to let some of that, you know, so all that hard work pay off a little bit. I know we came up a little bit short of kind of what we wanted to get done this year, but uh, um, it, it's really been a fun ride with both those girls. Do you think, though, you know, because you guys were rolling this year. I mean, you, you had a terrific team. And and kind of that, 
you know, you never want 45 points sitting next to you on the bench at any level. Uh, but no, but, but in some ways, did it help, uh, players get better? Um, did it help them get better? Um, because they just couldn't, okay, I'm going to throw it to Daisy and I'm, and I just get to stand here and watch her do her thing. Uh, it, it forced them to, to work on things that they maybe did not have to work on. And therefore when those kids came back and they were healthy, you were a much better team top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. During, you know, those multiple times when those girls were hurt, um, you know, we had, you know, there was girls on our team that were required to do things that, you know, maybe they didn't think they could do, you know, um, they were required to handle the ball, you know, and before our press break might have been, hey, get the ball to DC and <laughs> let her go, you know, yep. whereas now we relied on, you know, you know, some of these other girls to do those things or, you know, we were really missing that third score. Well, yep. somebody had to be that second scorer and that third score when those girls are out. So, yeah, when they... You know, you, you hate that you don't ever want to ever see anybody go down, but, you know, there was a little bit that helped us develop some of those other girls that, you know, I won't call bystanders, but, you know, role players yeah. made them, you know, made a much bigger role for them. And, and by the time that they came back, it was, uh, yeah, we were probably a better team because of it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's just like tough times. You, n- you never want to go through it. It sucks while you're going through it. But if you keep the right mental perspective about it you can be better you should be better uh after going through that situation and that's the only way you get better is by going through those tough times yeah absolutely you know just you know how you overcome adversity and and, and during those times and the attitude that you um that did you bring to practice every day it would have been really easy to just you know when you know the year daisy went down it'd be really easy just to you know be down in the dumps and kind of cash it in for the year but uh that's what our girls really battled that year, and like I said, got got to thirteen and one, and, mm-hmm. and we're doing really well. You know, when, when the second one happened, then, then it was really tough. <laughs> well, there's only there, there's only so much next man up because some you know the the, the 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 guy behind that guy you know it's it's not the same in some situations. You know, I, I had the same situation a long time ago where I had you know probably my only one as as a head coach my one you know, potential all state player. And we lost her to an ACL right before the season. And then, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. Next man up, but you know, no, nobody, nobody was going to replace her or what she was capable of doing, you know, on both ends of the floor. So, um, no, but absolutely. But yeah, like you said, it was, it, it, it was, it's fun watching how girls react to that situation. And I was really proud of, um, how all of our girls reacted in, during those tough times. And, uh, um, just, just how positive they were, and how how hard they kept working, and um, no matter what the situation. So it, it just t- told me a lot about the kind of girls that I was dealing with, and uh, how successful they're going to be as as they move on in their lives. Absolutely. So, well, we're going to move on here. We're going to transition a little bit here, Coach. We're going to uh, go into our Don Meyer quote of the day. Uh, the goat, uh, Don Meyer. Here, um, I'm going through his. Uh, DVDs. I've got all of them. And I'm down to my last two or three here as I rewatch them. That's one of my quarantine projects. Here is is every day watching one of those. So, uh, but the Don Meyer quote of the day. Uh, and feel free to comment on this, Coach. Uh, after I roll it out there, see what you think. Uh, the Don Meyer quote of the day is: Nothing is more harmful to a team than a lack of discipline. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you don't have a disciplined team, it's you don't have much. Um, you know, we, we really preach that um, to our girls every day. You know, it, it starts with the little things. Um, one thing, just something little. You know, I walked in before the, um, the first day of practice, and our locker room was, you know, there was stuff everywhere, you know, on the floor. And I said, you know, this is going to get cleaned up, and this is going to be spotless every day. I mean, you, you might think that's something little. But if you can't do that, then how do I expect you to, you know, talk on defense in the fourth quarter when you're tired? And how can I expect you to do um, some of these little things out there if you can't, you know, clean up your own locker room? You know, um, you know, be on time. And all, all those things that, that, that just add up to the big, the big picture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So doing those things like that, you're, you're building your culture every day. What are some other key things that, you guys, that you've done within your program to, to build that culture, uh, to, to you know, build it up to the point where you're going you're gonna to be in the mix of the things here, you know, at least for the next three years, if not beyond that, here in Class C2? Yeah, and I think it really starts um, in the elementary school um, as a whole. Um, you know, we do, we, we get in those girls' ears early. You know, we have camps, you know, we're starting in second grade here in early June, and um, we get the high school girls in there helping with them, you know, and a lot of it, some of it's basketball stuff, and some of it's just fun stuff, and is interacting with uh, a bunch of girls that they get to watch on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we give them all kinds of things that they can work on at home, and, uh, and just kind of get them get the ball rolling there, and you'll notice that um, our our high school girls really embrace that. Uh, if you watched our games the last couple of years, you've noticed we have student managers, and kind of my 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 policy is we look a lot junior high. I start with the eighth graders, and then go down to seventh graders if I need more. Don't want to be student managers, mm-hmm. and I usually you know kind of get girls that you know they're going to be coming up and helping and get them in the locker room and things like that, but. Um, the last couple of years, we've had some elementary kids that want to get involved. And, you know, we have a group that just, they basically idolize, you know, Kennedy and, and Maya and some of those girls in the um, in the high school. And so I invited them. They sit behind our bench. Mm-hmm. They come into our locker room. They, they listen to the pregame speech. They listen to the postgame speech. Um, they just love it. They hand water bottles to the girls. And uh, they're a bunch of fifth and sixth grade girls that just sit back there and just of that, I want you know, and our high school girls go watch them play once in a while, and they're just, they're just. I think I just think that's where it starts. Get the interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just you look around basketball today. There's so many teams, us included. Yeah, uh, we just don't have the numbers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's so easy to after school to go home and you know play video games and eat Oreos and you know or do whatever and and rather than go work hard. And so we're really trying to get the interest back in our program. And, and you know, it, it's, it's just fun seeing the interaction between our high school kids and our junior high. And Nick, you said these are fifth and sixth graders. And and uh, so I think you start there, you know, and, and get kids, um, you know, as interested as possible. And, you know, get them in club basketball. And, and I think um, finding really good club coaches. I know that's not easy. Um, you know, that kind of fits our our mold and our philosophy. We don't want to be little kids. Uh, we want to encourage everyone, especially, you know, in that third, fourth, fifth grade, 
You know, we, we want we want everybody's many bodies out there dribbling the basketball as we can. And um, and so we really get our get our club coaches, um, get good positive people in there in those situations and in those positions and we've been really fortunate that that's a really, really good one. So I think that's really helped. Um, and again, during that we they run our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our junior high runs the same inbounds plays we run in high school. They run the same offense, you know, we double drive, really simple, simple rules, um, and they run the same stuff we do. So it's it's just, just you know, and each year they kind of just add something new. Uh, so when they come to high school, you know, the terminology is all the same for them, and it's it's just made things go a lot smoother. It's a smooth transition for them to come into high school. Yeah, yeah. So, along with that, you know, your your kids have have done really good things in in what I call improvement season. Um, you know, a lot of people call it the off season, but to me, that implies, oh, I'm off. I'm not doing anything. Well, no, you need to be improving. You know, what have you guys done to to build that work ethic in the in improvement season? And how do you guys structure things in your improvement season uh, to uh, to make sure your kids are are maxing out their abilities while also keeping that balance, being a teenager, having time for other sports, probably working some part-time jobs, maybe doing some detasseling, all that type of good stuff. You know, what have you guys done to, to structure that to, to, to build your success? Yeah. And just across the board in our whole school, and this goes for, you know, my football, football boys and girls, our the culture is, is really good right now. Um, our, our participation in the weight room in the summer, um, is 90 to 100% probably with both groups. They're just doing an outstanding job right now. Um, like I said, you know, we really encourage them to come in. But again, we've got great parental support that, you know, that makes sure they're coming in every day those days when it's tough to get out of bed. Um, I think we got parents to help boot them out the door and, and get them there. And, um, you know, we've cut down a little bit. Um, I don't know if more is always better. You know, mm-hmm. we used to lift like four days a week. Um, we tell the girls that we're going to lift three days a week, you know, and we have a set time that we come in. And so we come in at, let's see, our lifting times at eight o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And at, at seven o'clock, I have the gym open. The boys are in their lift already, but the gym's open and we have open gym, you know, for shooting. And a lot of times that's senior led. Um, like this year, Kennedy and Maya Gazinski were two, our two seniors, and, and they did an outstanding job leading that. And I just kind of give them some ideas of what to do, uh, but our girls come to that. You know, they show up, and we spend an hour of shooting drills, you know, some transition drills, or um, they, sometimes they end up just playing some three-on-three or four-on-four, and, and, uh, but they've got a basketball in their hands, and, and they're playing together, and they're, you know, they're, they're with, you know, with each other and, and getting better. And so they spend an hour in the open gym and then they uh, go in and lift. And, you know, one of the things we've really talked about is we got to get stronger, you know, to compete with some of these teams. And, you know, we saw it at the state tournament this year. You walk on the same court often. Um, you better have some, you better be ready to be physical. You know, you walk those, you watch those girls walk on the floor. I mean, just, they're just you can tell they're in the weight room and, and, you know, that's one thing we got to get, we got to get stronger as a group. But, uh, you know, and then, like you said, a lot of these girls are, you know, they have jobs. Um, you know, uh, I think of our, our eight girls in our rotation this year, I think all of them have played 
you know, club basketball, you know, you know, within the last couple of years, some of them played every year, some of them played, you know, most of, most of their um, years coming up. So they have to balance that in there as well. Um, we've really cut down the number of, of camps, the stuff we do in the summer, mainly because of that. Um, they're playing, like I said, some of these girls are playing 30, 40 games already. Um, so we, we kind of cut down. We do the open gym. We do a bunch of shooting, a bunch of drill work in the mornings. And then we go to about three team camps. You know, I host one. Um, we usually get about 10 or 12 teams that, that come to our place. That's one for JV day, one for varsity day. And then we'll go to other places. So we'll play maybe 12, 12 to 15 games in the summer as a group. Um, as long as they got the ball in their hand, they're working better as, you know, fundamentally, that's probably the biggest thing in the summer. Um, I know there's still coaches out there that go play 30 games, you know, they'll go to eight different team camps, but, and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know. Uh, but, uh, but I also, I also know when there's probably a handful of times when my girls just get done playing four basketball games at the team camp, look at home and they got to go to summer league volleyball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it's, it's just kind of find that balance. And, you know, I think that's when injuries happen. Yep. You know, and we've been, we've been, you know, with the two injuries, we haven't had any girls really get hurt until these two recent ones. And obviously those stung a little bit. So we've really, we've really uh, looked at that of what we're doing, um, making sure that we're not uh, overworking um, some of these girls. And we try to make the girls aware of that too. You know, sometimes your body just need a break. Mm-hmm. And, we'll, you know, why these girls tore their ACL, who knows, you know, that's, it's, that's just the way it is. But, uh, we've changed our strength program a little bit. Um, we're doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, some ACL present prevention stuff, some one-legged stuff that, uh, Coach Johnson is, you know, he's a physical therapist downtown and he's helped us with that. So, um, but, uh, we, you know, basically the biggest thing is we've gone less, you know, more is not always better. You know, we, we, we've really probably cut back the number of, number of games and I, I think because of that the girls show up you know mm-hmm. they, they, they show up when, when it's time and and, uh, and when, when we're ready to go and I also want to be fresh you know I do the same thing with our football kids I said all summer long we're not going to go to a team camp we're going to we're going to lift we're going to get bigger faster stronger and it comes first week in August I want you hungry and I want you ready and because uh, it's going to be a long season you know we want to play till Thanksgiving so if we're starting team camps in June and July and we, I expect them to be just as hungry in, you know, November 25th. Um, that, that's expecting a lot. So yeah. uh, we really focus on those, you know, getting, you know, in, in the weight room and some skill skill work. And then uh, when the season comes around, you know, we'll be ready to go. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize that it, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And we get so caught up with today or tomorrow or you hear, well, you know, West High is doing five team camps. Well, then we got to do six, and and that's where mm-hmm. stuff kind of spirals out of control sometimes. And and and, and, then, and yeah. then we put the kids yeah. in a bad place. Right, right. And then financially, you know, you know, how do you cover that? You know, we most of the stuff I, I run my team camp that that covers almost all of our other team camps we go to. But you know, some of these places, you know, the kids got to pay twenty dollars or thirty dollars every time they go to one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What's a, what's a Joe Anderson practice look like? Uh, let's say early to mid January. What's, what's a typical practice look like and how do you have that structured? 
you know, early on, we try to get the kids moving. Um, you know, we, you know, with some transition drills, you know, I guess one thing we added this year, like, like I mentioned, is we make sure we warm up and we do some, um, um, some, so what we call it, I don't know, I can't remember what he, what he termed it, but some hopping, um, some one-legged stuff just to kind of practice landing, I should say, landing mechanics, I guess is what I'm looking for. Um, we start with landing mechanics every day. They just learn how to, you know, to land appropriately. Uh, but then we go right into transition things, uh, try to get the girls going up and down the floor. Um, you know, then we, we, one thing I've changed the last few years is we've added a lot of more shooting points. Um, whether, you know, game speed, getting them up going, because, you know, I know we're, we're big on defense. You know, defense wins, championships, all those things, and we believe that. But also, oh, if you can't score, <laughs> you can't score, you're not, you're not going to win many games either. So um, I've added a lot more to, um, to our practices. Um, just, you know, because that's probably one thing that we've struggled with over the years, some of our outside shooting. You know, we've had all these girls that are great at going to the rim and, and, and finishing. And um, we, we just got to, if we can... You know, open up, open things up a little bit. It'll make those driving lanes a little bit bigger. So that's one thing we've done. Um, and then we just, you know, we spent a lot of time on defense. You know, like I said, we're we're man to man. I think in the last five years, I don't think we've played one possession of zone. So uh, mm-hmm. in the Jamboree, so in the Jamboree game next year, you're not going to see any zone. So okay, I'll, I'll start preparing right now. <laughs> but you know, that's something we talked about maybe adding a little bit this year, just because. Um, we might not have as much depth and things, but uh, we we have not. We we have different versions of our man-to-man. You know, we have our aggressive, we get out and play, um, you know, pressure the ball and deny. Uh, but we also have a, a more of a pack line deep type defense, too, where, uh, where we're taking away gaps. And, and, you know, it's more of a zone, you know, it's man principles, but it almost looks like a zone. Um, but that way you can keep your same, same principles. But, you know, we do a lot of... A, a lot of building up in our man-to-man. You know, we start with our on-ball defense. Um, you know, we work under you know some two-on-two, some three-on-three, four-on-four shell, where we just keep adding things. You know, we start with talking on defense. You know, that's one thing we really, really preach, and we have some girls that do that really well. You know, that's mm-hmm. not one thing that we do on defense is we communicate really well. Um, but we just kind of start with shell drill, and um, we just add. You know, we start with stationary, then we add cutters. You know, how are we going to cover a cutter, you know? And how are we going to have, you know, how are we going to handle when they screen away? Um, and then we add, how are, they going to, how are we going to handle pick and roll stuff, you know? So we just keep adding a concept, you know, whether we cover two concepts a day or, you know, whatever that team that we play that week is going to do to us. So mm-hmm. um, we're, we're big on game planning some of those things. Um, we want to make sure that whatever they throw at us that uh, we know how to cover. You know, we don't want to give up a back screen for, for a layup. You know, those little things really, really frustrate me. So, or if you don't communicate on the screen. So, um, but we spend a lot of time on that and, and then, uh, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. You're talking about game planning and, and your scouting. You know, what are, what are things that you're looking for? You know, overall, and I know it's 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 a variable between you know different opponents and 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 whatever their various strengths and weaknesses may be. But but how are you looking at film uh, and, and scouting process to get your kids ready for for competitions? Yeah, uh, as a staff, um, I thought we we do a good job of. Uh, I've tried to do a better. You know, one thing as a coach, I'm trying to do a better job of delegating. 
um, duties, especially, you know, taking over two programs. And I think when I was a younger coach, I, I tried to do too much. You know, I probably didn't let my um, assistant coaches coach. Um, uh, that's one thing the last four or five years. Um, I'm like, hey, I got I got great people around me. I got to use them better. Um, so um, we, we do a great job as a staff of, of kind of delegating. I know Coach Eisenberg does a great job on huddle. Um, he, he breaks, you know, we usually try to find three or three games um, of an opponent that maybe, you know, where they're kind of a playing against a team similar to us the best we can or a team that's going to play man defense. And we, we break down those break down uh, those three games. You know, it's usually about a three-game set that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to find some tendencies um, as far as, um, you know, what they like to do uh, as far as shooting, where, where they're shooting from, and, you know, hot and cold areas for as far as each player. Um, and, you know, biggest thing is we just try to find two strengths. What, what are the two best things that they do? You know, when you go to some of these teams, you know, they're going to run 10, 11, 12, 13 sets. You know what? I'm not going to be able to teach my girls how to stop 10 or 13, but, you know, we got to find two or three things that they do really well. We really hone in on those things. And if we can take, we feel if we can take away their, their top two or three things that uh, we're going to have a good chance to win. So um, we really drill those things. Um, like I said, in our shell drill, um, you know, we'll do the same thing with their hit out of bounds plays. Nothing drives you more nuts than giving up, you know, giving up a free layup on a, you know, on a blob. And so we, those are things that we go over. Uh, we spend a lot of time on, especially the day, the last two days before games. So, um, but yeah, I, I said Coach Coach Kaczynski and, and, and Coach Eisenberg do a great job with both those things. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think your your football pedigree uh, helps you with that? Um, and and just kind of you know because you guys as football coaches go through mountains of film on on every opponent. Uh, is that kind of translatable to 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 your basketball experience for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, I'd say the difference is just in football, you just kind of have your, you just find a routine. You know, you got, you do this on Monday, you do this on Tuesday, you do yep. this on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, on Saturday, I'm doing five hours of this on Saturday morning. Then I'm going to take a break on Saturday evening, you know, maybe watch some football, spend time with the family. And then my family knows on Sunday, I'm pretty much gone most of the day. Yep. Um, you know, trying to go to church and then, you know, we're, we're going to have meetings from noon till who knows when. And, you know, where basketball is a little bit different, whereas, you know, some days you have one day of prep, some days you have no days of prep, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, I've never won, you know, when you have a Friday-Saturday game, it's always tough, you know. How much do you, how much stuff do you look at, you know, work on during the week for that Saturday opponent? You know, mm-hmm. I, I never like looking ahead. I always like, hey, who's, a, who's, who's next on the list? So, you know, and sometimes when you don't have that prep, you know, we have a walkthrough on Saturday mornings and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think the football part of it has really helped me. You know, it, it, it kind of, you know, we, we're able to find so many, so many tendencies and, and so many things in watching the football film that's helped me over the years. Um, and, and I've learned the last few years that basketball could do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, if we, as long as, you know, I guess I've also seen some of these studies, of course, that coaches give and, and things like that, that, you know, that I tried to give a long one. I'm like, no, I'm wasting my time. I can't, 
the girls aren't going to remember these five things about each one of these five girls. Yeah. You know, so we tried to, I really tried to narrow things down like, hey, number five, she, in three films, she's not used her left hand one time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, you know, we have to, you know, we have to force left. And so if they, they, they can pick up little things like that, and, you know, if you're going to go in the post, she's going to go over her left shoulder every single time. You know, if we can just drive home, little, little things like that. Um, without just throwing too much at them, I think I think you're going to be better off. Mm-hmm. It, one of the things that we went to my last few years um, was we would name. We just had three or four basic names that we would give players, but we would use like NBA players, something they could identify with. All right, so like like a Durant, which there's not very many Durants, but that was like, in, you know, three level score can basically do anything, and we only had three, four, five kids on in the entire season that we put in the Durant category, which they knew when we put them in the Durant category, they were like, okay, this kid's a stud, you know? And then we would have, you know, a Westbrook, I'll drive, you know, don't let him drive. Uh, you know, a Corver was, you know, just dead catch and shoot three, you know? And, and then we'd had some fun with it. I, our last category was, I, I just called it plum, which means leave that kid wide open all the time because they can't score, you know, type of a thing. Uh, just, you know, poke a little fun at myself, but that was a way that we, that we helped, uh, narrow that down. And then you could say, okay, this kid's a Westbrook, uh, but you can't let her get right. You got to force her left. Like you were talking there. Um, and, and that seemed to really streamline that, especially when you, like you said, you got to those short prep, uh, situations where you, where you got a Thursday, Saturday, or even a Friday, Saturday, or whatever the scenario may be, um, that seemed to help our kids out in that regard. And using, you know, it wasn't like Bird, Jordan, Magic, you know, players they didn't understand, but we tried to use those that verbiage to try and make that connection with them mentally. And that seemed to help out a lot as well, too. So, uh, yeah, that's, those, are, those are all really good ideas. Yeah. We did something similar one year. We, we actually, we had a kind of a mixture of talent. We had some really spot-up shooters and, you know, we had DC and some of those people. Some, so sometimes we even give them, we even gave them names of our own players. <laughs> you know, we had, which, which you got to be a little bit careful on, but I just remember doing that a couple times. And, you know, we had, um, oh, at, at like a girl we had two years ago, Ashley Denton, she was, she did nothing but shoot threes. Mm-hmm. I think she shot two, two twos all year. She never drove, but if you left her alone, she was knocking them down. So, you know, we'd call this girl, hey, this is an Ashley, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, and this is a Daisy. She'll drive or she'll shoot and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think that, that given 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 those players a name that they can relate to is, uh, uh, is is a good idea. Yeah, that's also interesting. You said that about your your practice planning and and the the rhythm of football, and and that's something that that Coach Terman and I talk a lot about. You know, where you know his Monday practice once you start playing games going to be pretty universal all the way through and Tuesday is going to be about the same and Wednesday is going to be about the same and you know the basketball is such a you know you might have a light Monday one week because you got a game on Tuesday uh, but the next week Monday might be you're going to get after it real good because you don't play till Thursday or Friday you know so I think that's a unique uh, uh, point of view to have as well Um, go go ahead and I was, I was just going to say, you know, the one, biggest thing is I don't care if it's Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or what day of practice is in either sport. And the only thing I, I just, 
I just think you just got to keep things moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I hate kids standing around. I hate kids watching. Um, you know, if you can, you know, use your assistant coaches as much as you possibly can. If you got five extra kids standing there, if you can go to the other end and, and work fundamentals. And um, we do the same thing in football. You know, we're gonna we're having team offense on one side. We're often we're using twenty eight kids. Well, let's get the freshman down on the other end. You know, you know, running through the same script. You know, just on air. So yep. uh, we just try to keep things moving and, and and really limit standing. And you know, I tell our youth coaches are the same thing. Um, if, if you walk into a youth practice and there's just one basketball being used, you're you're probably doing a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm coaching fourth grade girls, let's get six basketballs. Let's get the basketball in every one of those kids' hands, and let's. Let's 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 get going and let's doing some drills. Let's do some fundamentals. So, um, just I think that's the biggest thing is use your time wisely. And I'm not one that thinks we need two hour, you know, two and a half hour practices. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you use your time wisely, I think an hour and forty five minutes you get a lot done. Absolutely, absolutely. And the kids like that, and you like that, and your wife likes that. <laughs> you know, it's just a winner all the way around. You know. Um, let, let's get in. Let's get out. And, and if you tell the kids that, don't you think it's really important? You tell the kid, hey, if we bust our butt, we're done in in sixty minutes today. And and if they do it, you got to honor it. If 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 you've if you've given them that, I don't want to call it a promise, but if if you've made that agreement and they uphold their bit end of the bargain, you got to uphold your end of the bargain as well. I think that's really important to build trust with your kids. Don't you think? Yeah, and sometimes and sometimes those are your best practices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kids come out. Let's get after it, and they look at each other like, "Hey, yeah, let's let's go hard for ninety minutes, and let's be done." Absolutely, absolutely. Last thing I want to talk about. I was really impressed when I saw you guys play this year. Uh, you know, your run and jump, your pressure, the way they attacked, um, and, and you had a nice team to do it. You had the athletes to do it. But what are what are some things? What are some some drills and 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 uh, concepts that you guys have implemented within your program uh, to to have such an effective run and jump system? Because I think run and jump in, in my years that is uh, that is the hardest press to run. And if you run it right, man, it's so effective. But it's hard to get it to the point to where you guys have gotten it to. Uh, so so what have you guys done with that uh, to to get your 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 full court defensive pressure the way that it is? Yeah, it's one of the things we kind of hang our head on. It's, you know, it's not what we want it to be yet. We're still a little late on some of our rotations and stuff on the backside. But uh, um, it starts with, we, we tell our kids it starts with ball pressure. Um, you know, and as soon as the ball's inbound, you can't let somebody turn around and, and survey the floor. Um, we say you got to get up and make somebody make a decision and make it now. Uh, make them put the ball on the floor, make them go somewhere. Um, and you know we start with we start with that on ball defense uh, pressuring. Um, then we start. Then we go to two on two. You know we t- you know teaching how to get in the gaps. You know and, and and when to go and when to leave and when not to. Um, we started out. We'd have somebody just you know we'd have somebody in a gap and they just take off as soon as the ball is inbound. They take off and go trap. Mm-hmm. You know and then the ball's reversed. And, you know there they go. Um, so we really. We, so we start on a two and two, um, just working on rotation. Um, tell the offense that they can't throw the ball forward, you know, down the floor. They got to throw it backwards, and we just work on our our two man rotations. Um, then we had three, and then we do three people, you know, kind of work on a, a three man and a jump. 
You know, we just kind of keep adding a body and sometimes we'll put the ball in different situations or uh, just try to make it as game-like as possible. Um, you know, and you know, that's kind of how we how we implemented it. You know, when I first started, I tried to go, hey, here's five people. You know, this is what we want to do and this is how we want to rotate. But I'm like, um, it's worked a lot better for us. We just really break things down into um, drills where he said we're doing two-on-two, three-on-three. And, you know, I think the hardest part is, you know, getting that girl to, to rotate up, you know, on the backside. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we, you know, we're usually good one pass away, but that next girl that needs to come up and take that next pass away. And sometimes we were a little bit lacking on that. So that's one thing we're really going to look at in the offseason and, and try to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, how much time do you spend on that a day in practice? Um, you know what? When we do that um, – you know, we'll, we'll do half-court defense. We'll drill half-court defense every day. Um, Full-court defense, you know, we'll probably spend uh, – we'll probably go five minutes on two-on-two, two, five minutes on three-on-three, three, and then maybe another five minutes on, you know, where we'll, we'll kind of put it all together. Um, so we'll, we'll probably spend about 15 minutes a day on that, and then, you know, something we'll probably include that in our, you know, situational scrimmages and, and things like that. So we'll work on it there as well. Mm-hmm. What uh, what grade? How far down the line have you been able to go with this and feel like it's getting somewhere with your kids? I'm talking age wise, eighth grade, seventh yeah. grade, you know that type of thing. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think it talks probably depends on your ability level of your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and watched um, Coach Kaczynski, who's coaching our sixth grade team. I went and watched watched them play a couple of club tournaments this year, and and he got them. He's got them doing the same thing, doing it really well. Um, and you know, if you can do it pretty well in sixth grade, you're gonna you're gonna force some turnovers and get yeah. some easy points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got a really scrappy, uh, scrappy group of uh, sixth grade girls that have really. He's done a really good job of teaching that. He's kind of you know kind of does the same thing that we do in high school. So when I went and watched them play for the first time, I'm like, geez, you know, these these girls got it. But they're the same group that sit behind the high schoolers, you know, watching them play. You know, on Friday night, kind of that group I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that's the same group of girls. So um, probably a combination of them being able to watch it in action and then going back and doing the drills with Coach Kaczynski and, and, and learning those things. So, you know, sixth grade, I mean, I think, you know, you start with, you know, when we get third, fourth grade, we, we do on-ball defense, you know, and, you know, a lot of half-court stuff. But when you start getting into sixth grade, seventh grade, I, I think you can start incorporating that. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Coach, do you have any social media that you'd like to plug for for any of for either one of your programs? We'll we'll do the uh uh, uh Lamar Jackson dual threat for the first time. We're gonna we're gonna plug some football here if you've got something you wanna throw out uh so folks can follow your Oakland Craig football or your Oakland Craig girls basketball. Well, I'm I'm not a huge media guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have uh uh you know, even you know, we follow stuff on Twitter. I know our OC Knights, um, OC Knights Twitter page um, covers our school really well. Um, our athletic director runs that and uh, um, does a good job of keeping up on those things. And you know, I, I, I I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a uh, a guy that probably goes on there as much as, as some of these coaches do. But uh, 
you know, our, our, our school has been doing really well right now. And, and like I said, it's been a great year in athletics. I think we've had four or five different teams make it to state and all that stuff will be on um, at OC Knights. So that'd be a great follow. All right. Another great follow is a pen and a napkin. Just just throwing that out there as well. So, <laughs> hey, I'm a follower. I, I know you are, and I appreciate it, Coach. I really do. So, um, Joe Anderson from, from Oakland Craig High School, uh, our, our first dual threat uh, coach that we've had on here. Uh, coach, great information. I, I, hope you've had a, I hope you had a good time on the podcast here today. For having me on, and I, I enjoy listening each week to some of these coaches. It's you've had some you've had some uh, great people on, so it's, it's an honor to be to be part of it. Well, thanks, I appreciate that. Uh, if you hold the line just a second here, I just got to wrap up a couple things. Uh, one of those things is thanking Cosac Chiropractic for sponsoring the pod. Again, if you're in need of chiropractic services, don't hesitate to call Dr. Kevin or Dr. Heidi at 402-964-0300. Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Download, rate, and review the pod again on on SoundCloud or iTunes. Forward it out to folks that might be interested. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. My name is Marty Plum. Uh, This has been Joe Anderson from Oakland Craig High School. Uh, Appreciate all his time and his wisdom. Just I got a lot of really good stuff out of this as well. So, coaches, as always, stay safe. And be sure to hone your craft one day at a time.